0: Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Oh, that just kills me, that is so funny. Uh, By the way, that video will be on our website uh, this evening so you can watch it again and again and again. Oh, it's so great. Um, Hey, Merry Christmas. I am so glad that you are here tonight. Uh, God's got something great, great, great for you. Uh, you know, every family has their own Christmas, Christmas traditions. Uh, my family's no different. We have Christmas traditions. Uh, uh, growing up, one of our traditions was that whenever my parents gave my brother and I, or get, like, gave the family like a really big gift, like we would have to go on a scavenger hunt to get it. And so that was our family tradition. And my dad when we were going on the scavenger hunt, he would write these clues in four-line poetic verse. And so, like, we'd have to figure out, like, where they were leading us, and sometimes we'd, we'd think it was going one way, and we'd get there, there wasn't another clue, so we have to back up and go back to where we started so we could figure out where we were really supposed to go. I mean, it was really a lot of fun, it was really, really great. In fact, I remember the very first time that we got uh, on a, we went on a scavenger hunt, <clears throat> It was the only time that my mom went with us on a scavenger hunt all the other times it was just me and my brother um but we my mom went with us because of this very first time my dad went and bought a really really big gift for our whole family you want to know what it was yeah he bought our family a vcr (laughs) yeah now look if you're under 20 You don't even know what I'm talking about, okay? So you can just go ahead and Google it on your iPhone right now and get a picture of what a VCR is. But listen, we got one of the very first-gen VCRs. I mean, this thing was old. In fact, it was so old that in order to record a show, you had to push play and record at the same time. Yeah. In fact, it had a remote with it, and the remote... (laughs) Get this. It had a 20-foot wire attached to it that plugged into the VCR. Okay, so it wasn't wireless. It was just remote. That's all it was. So I'm telling you, this thing was ancient, first. It was seriously, seriously old. But for us, that started a family tradition of going on a scavenger hunt whenever there was a big gift. So whenever Amy and I give the kids a big gift, guess what we make them do? Yeah, we make them go on a scavenger hunt, and I write clues in four-line poetic verse exactly like my dad did. I mean, it's a lot of fun, and after, like eight or nine of these clues, you know, they finally get their big present. In fact, um, this last fall, I was talking to Ben, and I was like, hey, Ben, like, what do you want for Christmas this year? He goes, like, you know, Dad, I don't really know. I don't really want anything. He goes, but I do want to go on a scavenger hunt. (laughs) Yeah, because he loves it, and I think, I think the scavenger hunt is so fun, because it is an adventure all on its own. You know, because you've got these clues that you gotta figure out like where to go and it's kind of fun even when you get it wrong, it's kind of fun because you gotta back up and go back and you know, try again and figure out where you're gonna go. And as you go along, the anticipation and the suspense begins to build as to what the present really is. And then finally, when you get to the last clue and you get to the, and you get the present, like it's always am- something amazing and it's better than you could have imagined. And so the kids, like they love it. You know, <clears throat> I think sometimes life is a little bit like a scavenger hunt. I think it's like a scavenger hunt because when we're determining where we're gonna go or whatever decision that we're gonna make, We try our best to decipher the clues that we have about what the best decision is, about where we're going to go, or what is it we're going to do. And we try to make the very best decision we can at the time. Now, some of the decisions that we make, you know, they're not that big of a deal, you know? I mean, they're important, but they're not huge. Like, for instance, like, we realize, hey, we bought this car, but really we should have bought this car instead. Or, we signed up for these classes, really, we should have signed up for these classes, okay? I mean, yeah, bit of a bummer, but not life and death as far as consequences go. But there are other decisions that we make where the stakes are so high that we wanna make sure that we have made the right decision because we can't back up and try again and go a different way. For instance, like, who do I marry? Or, <clears throat> hey, this relationship is getting serious, and so I need to decide, am I gonna take it to the next level, or do I, I need to call it quits before my heart gets any more entangled? Or do I take this new job or do I keep the job that I already have, which I still like? Or do I start a new business all on my own and, you know, like venture out on my own? Or what do I do with my aging parents? Or <clears throat> what decisions do I need to make while my children are small? So that I can make sure I give them the very best start in life that I possibly can. Or what about, what do I do so I can talk to my teenager in a way that doesn't alienate him or her, but yet still gives them the guidance that I know that they need? I'm telling you, these decisions and so many others, these are big and we want, a, we want a little more certainty that we're getting them right because we know that some of these decisions, we can't really unwind and start again. Well, does God give us any direction on that? Does God give us any help with those sorts of big decisions? Well, thankfully, He does. And He does in the very, in, in the, on that very first Christmas in the original Christmas story. You see, the wise men... In a way, they were on kind of a scavenger hunt. I mean, look, it wasn't really a scavenger hunt like we get that. But there's some striking similarities. They were on an adventure that was all on its own. There were many stops along the way. Although they weren't following clues, they were following a star that led them to Bethlehem on that very first Christmas Eve. And as they got closer, the suspense and the anticipation of what lion store began to build. And then finally, when they got there, it was amazing. In fact, it was more than they could have imagined. So, we can learn a lot from what the wise men experienced about how God leads us in this life. So, go ahead and pull out your notes. And let's start with this question. What, what can I learn from the wise men about how God leads me through life. Well, here's the first thing that I can learn. Number one is that God leads me before I believe. God leads me before I believe. Now, most people don't even think about this as something that's true, but it actually is. Look what the Bible says in Matthew, chapter two, beginning of verse one. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east. I want you to circle. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east. I want you to underline that. For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now look, while the Bible doesn't give us the names of these magi, most biblical scholars agree that these magi, they were not Jews. Jews. Okay, because they were from the east, like the far east. Most scholars uh, estimate that they traveled between, uh, from either six to nine, 600 to 900 miles away to come to Jerusalem. So, you know, did they start in India or in Arabia or somewhere else like that? I mean, we don't really know where they started, but we know that they traveled an extremely long way. Also, these men were probably kings of their provinces because the gifts they brought to Jesus were extremely expensive. Additionally, most scholars also think that these men were probably schooled in astrology because they, had, they were looking to the stars as signs from the gods about where to go and how to live life, right? But because these men were not Jews, That means that when the Magi started following the star, they were not believers. They were not believers in the one true God. Because honestly, how could they? I mean, they'd never even heard of him. But nonetheless, God revealed his star to these guys and he led them to where Jesus lay. Honestly. This is is incredibly important, and it's huge. It's huge, because that means that you don't have to believe in God to be led by God. Did you get that? You don't have to believe in God to be led by God. And I gotta ask you, that ought to be a huge relief for a lot of people. Because that means that all those decisions that you made before you became a believer in God or a believer in Jesus Christ, it means that God was still leading you in those decisions. I know that you can look back sometimes and have a lot of regret and have a lot of remorse and wish you'd done a different way, but listen, you've got to realize, even then, God was leading you in the decisions that you made. Now, I want to be careful here. I want you to don't misunderstand. See? I'm not saying that God leads everybody in every decision that they make because there are decisions that people make that are, that are sinful, that are wrong, that are hurtful, that are hateful, that are just downright destructive. I'm not talking about those kinds of decisions, okay? Those decisions God did not lead anybody to make. They made those all on their own. I'm really talking about primarily decisions about direction in life that if in your past, you made a decision that at that time you thought was best for your family with what you knew in that moment, and that's how you made the decision, then you don't have to wonder whether or not you made the right decision, okay? Because just like God led the Magi, God was leading you to make the decision that you made at the time. Now, That doesn't mean that everything necessarily works out perfectly or super smoothly, okay? Because we all know that that's not true. And most of the time, the reason that is, is because your end game for making a certain decision is different than God's end game for making a decision. And so that's why it doesn't always work out perfectly, because the reason you made that decision and what you thought was going to happen, that smooth, perfect road that you were hoping, to, and, and, and hoping for and anticipating, did not happen because what your goal was not the same as God's goal for that decision. That doesn't mean the decision was wrong, it just means that God's goal was different for that decision, okay? Um, and for those of you tonight that are not yet believers in God and in Christ, here's the thing. Like, you don't have to worry or fret about decisions. Because look, as long as those decisions you're making aren't sinful, then there's there's some comfort in knowing that God is behind the scenes somewhere leading and guiding and directing those decisions. And here's the thing, you might not even know it. You, You don't even necessarily have to believe it. Doesn't matter. God is still behind the scenes guiding you down the right path so look so here's the thing if you're a worrier or if you're someone that always second guesses decisions and you know you're like oh you keep going back and forth is this the right decision is that the right decision is this one i you go "Eh, relax okay relax you don't have to worry about all that all right because as long as it's not sin you can trust the sovereignty of God that He is leading you down the path that He wants you to take. Just like He led the wise men centuries ago. So look, while it seems like it's all resting on you, it's not, it really rests in His hands. While it seems like it all rests on you, it's not. It rests in His hands. So look, when you you look at the star on top of the Christmas tree, or when you think about the star that led the Magi in the sky on that very first Christmas Eve, or honestly, when you just look at the stars in the sky at night, that should remind you that just as God led them, He will lead you, because it doesn't all rest on you, it rests in His hands, And he leads you, whether you believe in him or not. Okay, second thing we learn from the Magi is this, number two, is that God leads me to believe. God leads me to believe, okay. So here's what happens next, okay. The Magi, they roll into Jerusalem, which by the way is the capital of the nation, and so they go immediately to find King Herod and say, hey Herod, Have you heard about this birth of a baby who is surely a sign from the gods and is probably going to be the next king of the Jews because we've been following his star for quite some time now. Well, this is all news to Herod. He doesn't know anything about this. So he calls the religious prophets of the day and says, hey guys, is there any truth to what these folks are saying? And the prophets say, yes, actually there is a prophecy that says that One day there will be a child who will be born king of the Jews, and he'll be born in Bethlehem, which is only six miles away. So Herod tells the Magi, he says, hey, y'all go find the child, and then come back, tell me where he is, so I can go worship him too. But Herod has no intention of going to worship the child. Herod wants to kill the child so he can eliminate competition for his throne. So, here is what happens next. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. After hearing the king as they went their way, and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before him until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Because look, basically, finally the star is stopped. Stopped. After like 600 to 900 miles of following this thing, it stopped. They realized they're at the end. They're about to find the final prize. so the anticipation, the suspense is built to an all-time high. Verse 11, after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. I want you to circle and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, okay? Now, look, don't get lost in the gifts of the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, that you miss the whole point of this passage. And the point is, is that they worshipped him. They worshipped him. Look, they started their journey as unbelievers. And now, they've become Believers. Look, and we don't we don't know what it is that caused them to cross the line. Was it something that they heard from the religious prophets about you know the prophecy that they talked about in King Herod's palace? Was it their conversation with Mary and Joseph when Mary and Joseph talked about the miraculous birth, what the angel had said, that this was God's son, and that what the shepherds had you know said when they came. Who knows what it was that tipped these guys over the edge, but we do know that they were not believers when they started the journey, but now, at this time, they have become believers. And we know that they believed because they worshipped. In fact, it says, they fell to the ground and worshipped. Because look, you don't worship what you don't believe. So we know they believed. Look, it, it, it doesn't say that they marveled. It doesn't say that it said, oh look, what a cute little baby. It doesn't say that they sang him a couple of lullabies. It says that they worshiped him. When they realized what they had found, when they realized that this is the son of the one true God, they fell at his feet and they worshiped him. And listen, through the star, God led them to the place where they finally believed. Think about yourself for just a moment, <clears throat> okay? Think about, think about how you got here. No, I don't mean like, well Pastor Mike, we got here in a car. Not, no, that's not what I mean. I mean like think about all the events in your life that have taken place in order to get you here tonight on Christmas Eve. you know, Maybe your company transferred you to Texas, and that's how you got here. Or Maybe you took a job in this community and moved to this location, and then when you moved here, you, moved, you picked a house that was down the street from somebody else who comes to church here at the park, and they invited you. Or maybe your kids go to school, and, and there's other kids at that school that go to church here, and they invited you and your family to come. Or maybe you got something in the mail, or maybe somebody handed you an invite card, or maybe you saw a post on social media, or maybe you saw a car decal driving down the road, or maybe you were just passing by and you saw the sign and you felt compelled to come and you don't even know why. Or maybe for you, you've come in from out of town and you're staying with your overly Christian relatives who honestly are nice, but they wear a few too many Jesus t-shirts for your taste. And they brought you here. I mean, it doesn't matter how you got here. The point is, think about all that it took to get you here tonight on this Christmas Eve. Because look, just like God led the Magi with a star, God has used many stars to lead you to get here tonight. Why? For the same purpose that God led the Magi to believe. To believe in Jesus Christ. see look, that's, that's really the reason we celebrate Christmas. Like, we, we don't celebrate Christmas because of you know, presents and wrappings and tinsel and trees and lights and Santa Claus and all that. And there's nothing wrong with all that kind of stuff. But the reason we celebrate Christmas is because Christmas is when Jesus Christ was born. And he was born in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And Jesus was born... For one reason and one reason only—to die on a cross for your sin and for mine. That's why. Because look, the reason that Jesus had to die on a cross is because all of us have sins, and our sins need to be forgiven. Because you can't go to heaven unless your sins are forgiven. And and who's going to forgive your sins? I mean, I can't I can't forgive you of your sins. Your mama can't forgive you of your sins. A priest can't forgive you of your sins. The only person that can forgive you is God himself because God is the one who we've sinned against because we've broken his laws. We've broken his commandments. We've done things he said are wrong. And so he's the one that has to offer you forgiveness and he does. But the penalty of sin still has to be paid. And that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus came so he could die on a cross, so he could pay the penalty for your sin, for my sin, so that we wouldn't have to. And so now God offers his forgiveness to you because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. So have you ever asked Jesus to come into your life to forgive you? Now, uh, a part of that, an expectation of that, is that if God's gonna forgive you for all that, that you would follow him, as best you can with your life. So, has there, have you ever prayed a prayer asking Jesus to come into your life to forgive you and then made a commitment to follow him? If you've, look, if you've never done that, do that tonight. If you're ready, make that kind of a commitment tonight. There's a prayer, it's in your worship guide. It's on, at the bottom of your sermon notes. If you've never prayed that prayer before and you're ready to pray it tonight, then take a moment I want you to pray that. Because you see, God has been leading you your whole life to get here, to this place. And and he's used whatever it takes. He's used your work, your school, um, your experiences, your personality, your troubles, your trials, your challenges, your struggles, your joys, your mountaintop experiences, your valley experiences. He's used your friends, your family, your neighbors, your whoever, your whatever to get you to a place where you could believe. That's what he's done. And just like he led the Magi to a place where they could believe, God has been leading you to a place where you could believe. Look at this next verse in Acts chapter 17, I love it. He says, he, that's God, he determined the times set for them. Them is, that's people, that's you, that's me. He determined the times set for them and the exact Places where they should live. So look, before you were born, God had already determined when in history you would live and all the places in this world where you would live. God had already done that. Why? Verse 27. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he's not far from each one of us. So look, God is, God loves you so much, he has done everything he can do for you so that you could believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And look, and I don't, I don't mean believe like, I just believe that he existed. I mean to believe like the magi believed, to believe in such a way where you worship him. So if you have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life to forgive you and pledge to follow Him, then, and you're ready, do that right now. God has been orchestrating all the events of your life to get you to this place so you can make that decision. Do you have the courage to make it? If so, take a moment and pray that prayer in your bulletin. Pray it right now. Pray it in these moments, okay? All right, one last thought as we wrap up. Number three, God leads me after I believe. God leads me after I believe. Look at verse 12. It says, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they, that's the magi, the wise men, they returned to their country by another route. So look, after they worshiped, which means means after they became believers, after they believed, it says, That God led them to go to their country by a different route. So God continued to lead them, okay? God warned them not to go back to Herod. He led them to go by a different way. So let me ask you this. If God led them after they believed initially, don't you think God continued to lead them after they believed beyond that? I mean, wouldn't that make sense? I mean, think about it. When they got back to the Far East, wherever country it is they came from, don't you think they told as many people as they could about what happened to them? Don't you think they told as many people as they could about how they followed the star, how they showed up in Jerusalem, how... Um, they had talked to Herod and there, about this prophecy and that they found the son of the one true God about how now they believed in him and about how God led them to go back. Don't you think they told and retold and retold and retold that story over and over and over again to as many people who, who would listen? Well, of course they did. And doesn't it make sense that if God had led them there and God led them to go back to another route, doesn't it make sense that God would continue to lead them in their lives? Now look, now this is, this is a bit speculative because the magi are never mentioned in the Bible again. This is the last we hear of them. But there's no reason to think that God didn't continue to lead them after they believed like he already had. And there's every reason to believe that he did. So look, for you, you know, once you believe, it's not like God says, oh, good, I got another one to cross the line. Okay, on to the next person. Like, no, no, no. The reason God led you to believe was because he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you that starts here on this earth and continues when you step out of this life and into heaven. God wants to continue to lead you in your life. He wants that for you. And so, just like he led the Magi, he wants to continue to lead you for your whole life. And honestly, I've personally experienced that to be true for myself. God has continued to lead me during my life after I believed. Look, and it's not because I'm a pastor. God started leading me before, long before I became a pastor. In fact, every person I know who is serious about following Christ, they'll all tell you the same story. They'll all tell you stories about how God used a, a circumstance or an event or a series of events or a feeling or just a prompting or a conversation that steered them in a direction that led them down a the course of their life that looking back they could say yep for sure I do know it is God that has led me to this point to this place in my life God has led me here to where I am now and God would do the same for you look I I don't know what kind of stars God has used to lead you in your past. But I do know that just as God used a star to lead the Magi, God will continue to use various stars in your life to lead you as well. In fact, do you know why on Christmas Eve, in churches all over the world, that we will have candlelight services. Do you, do you know why we do that? Where that comes from? It started in the Middle Ages. In the Middle Ages, churches would light a single candle and put it in the front of the church to remind people that it was the star that led the Magi to Jesus. And so every time you hold a candle on Christmas Eve at a candlelight service, it's a reminder that just like the magi led, I mean, just like the star led the magi to Jesus, God wants to lead you in your life as well, if you'll let him. Everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I, I first want to say thank you. Thank you for the magi and how through your leading of them, that you have a great message for how you want to lead us and how you lead us even before we believed and you want to continue to lead us even after we believe. But more than that, Father, I want to say thank you for Jesus because he's the reason why we're even here tonight. And so I want to thank you for him and for sending him to this earth when we didn't even know how much we needed a savior. Thank you for sending Jesus and help us like the Magi to worship him with all of our hearts. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.